In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Christ is born. Glorified. Christ is born. Glorified. Christ is born. Glorified. Man, you all are seeing it with such gusto. I didn't even, I mean, wow. Normally I have to kind of wake you all up, but Christ is born. Glorified. All right. Thanks be to God. And no matter how much we know that when someone says Christ is born, we are supposed to say glorify him. I hope that we all know and understand that actually when we say that, at least when we respond in our hearts, there's always a choice. Christ is born. Glorify. You made the right choice that time, at least outwardly, but Lord willing, we're also making it within our hearts as well. Because in the gospel this evening that we heard, we actually saw one who did not say glorify him when he heard that Christ was born. In fact, he said almost the exact opposite. Herod the king, when he heard that Christ was born, he didn't say glorify him. He ultimately said kill him. Because that was his desire. His desire was to kill the Christ child so that he could somehow uh, thwart the work that was happening, that the wise men were there to show him and reveal to him the work of God. But in thinking about that, you know, I think uh, perhaps the worst thing for us to say would not be to respond in the way Christ is born, kill him. But perhaps the worst thing that we can do is if we think about the fact that Christ is born, we would actually just say, who cares? I think that would be even far worse than even saying, Christ is born, kill him. You know, in the scripture it says, I'd rather you be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I vomit you out of my mouth. And so to say, who cares? That would be that lukewarm. So how do we ensure that when we say Christ is born... Christ is born. Glorify him. And when we say glorify him, we are actually saying it not only with our lips, but that we are saying it with our hearts as well. And I think one of the key words to that is the way that the men are described who go to see Jesus. They are called wise men. And so if we are to say glorify him with our hearts, then we are to, Lord willing, then Be wise. And what does it mean? How do these wise men show us what it means to have real wisdom? Well, the first thing that those wise men likely have is the fear of God. Because in the book of Proverbs, that great book of wisdom, the very first chapter, it says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. It says that in the Psalms as well. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Because when we fear God, not in the sense that uh, perhaps we are waiting for him to strike us down, but that when we fear God in the sense that we know exactly who he is. And these wise men knew exactly who God was. He was the creator of everything. And that's why they knew When they saw this amazing star in the east, they knew that the creator of the cosmos had done something wonderful, was doing some righteous and unbelievable act that they needed to go and see. They recognized who God truly is, the creator of all the earth. And they also knew who they were, that they were human beings. 
Perhaps they knew that they were sinners and they knew that they needed to see and find their Savior. And that that sign that they saw in the star was going to lead them to that Savior. The fear of God. And we even see this in the work of Christ on the cross. Remember on the cross there are two thieves that are crucified with him. One on the right and one on the left. And the one on the left rails at Christ and says, If you are really the Son of God, save us and yourself. But the one on the right says, Do you not fear God, he says? For we are under the same sentence of condemnation, but yet this one uh, is innocent. And then he very wisely says, Remember me, O Lord, in your kingdom. The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. So the first thing it is to be wise is to fear God. Now, with the saying that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, that means there's something else that comes along with it as well, because wisdom doesn't just end at the beginning, it ends somewhere else. The fear of God might keep us from doing the wrong thing. It might keep us from doing all of those things that we know that we are not supposed to do. But wisdom, true wisdom, requires more than that. The wise men saw the star, they knew who God was and who they were, and so they followed the star. And so the second thing that we need to make sure that we are doing if we are truly wise is that we follow the star. And of course, the son of righteousness that we have been singing about so beautifully and and just together so well is Christ himself. And so we follow the star. We follow Christ our God. And that means we follow and do his commandments. Not only the ones where he says we are not supposed to do something, but the ones where he tells us that we are supposed to do something. Forgive up to 70 times 7. Bless those who curse us. Give without expecting anything in return. Be perfect even as your Father in heaven is perfect. I can go on and on. There are plenty of the commandments of Christ that show us the virtues, the things that we need to do in order to follow the star. And following the star doesn't mean that it's going to be an easy journey. These wise men set off to follow the star and they didn't know where it was going to end. And in fact, it turns out that it was treacherous because they came across King Herod, who likely, had he found out that those wise men had tricked him, would not have only killed all of those young people, the young children in Bethlehem, but he would have killed them as well. And so even though the journey is treacherous, even though we don't know where it will end, where it will go, we know that we need to follow the star. Because following the star will take us to the place where we will behold and see our Savior. So be wise, fear God, and follow the star. And when we get there, when we get there, the last thing that we need to do in order to make sure that we are wise is that we do like the wise men and we fall down and worship God and offer him our gifts. The wise men offered three different gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Each of them had something unique to offer. Each of us has something unique to offer the King of glory. And if we are wise, 
And if we are following the star, we will be able to know and see and understand what it is our unique gift will be. And so we can say with our whole hearts, not just with our lips, but with our whole hearts, and that we are glorifying Christ. Now, what might this look like practically? Well, I'm going to leave you with not my words, but the words of St. Ephraim the Syrian, who in his hymn one, the first hymn, which probably means it's the most important thing that we need to remember about the nativity. And he says this about ourselves being wise and how we are to live our lives, especially on this day, the day that our Lord is born. He says, in this night of reconcilement, let no man be wroth or gloomy. In this night that stills all, let none threaten nor disturb. This night belongs to the sweet one, bitter or harsh be in it none. In this night that is the meek ones, high or haughty, be in it none. In this day of pardoning, let us not exact trespasses. In this day of gladnesses, let us not spread sadnesses. In this day of sweet, let us not be harsh. In this day of peaceful rest, let us not be wrathful in it. In this day when God came to sinners, let not the righteous be in his mind uplifted over sinners. In this day in which there came the Lord of all unto the servants, let masters too condescend to their servants lovingly. In this day in which the rich became poor for our sakes, let the rich man make the poor man share with him at his table. On this day to us came forth the gift, although we asked it not. Let us therefore bestow alms on them that cry and beg of us. This is the day that opened for us a gate on high to our prayers. Let us open also gates to supplicants that have transgressed and, and of us have asked forgiveness. Today Godhead sealed itself upon manhood that so with Godhead's stamp manhood might be adorned. Christ is born. Let us say that not only with our lips, but with our hearts, and be wise. Fear God, follow the star, and fall down and worship him, offering to him our unique gifts. Christ is born. Christ is born. Christ is born. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.